This is the Three to Win Podcast, sharing optimal steps to win your day, month, and year. Your money and your life are like crossroads, and when they meet, true success can be discovered. Our Real Talk conversations are about creating fulfillment throughout your life's journey. And now, here is the Life Architecture team. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Three to Win podcast. I am Rich Blooney, and I am also joined by two of the most amazing guys that I know, Batman and Aquaman, also known as Matt Marku and John Kennedy, who actually would rather be Robin than Batman. I thought I was going to be Robin. I'm surprised. Did you do that because I called you a, a slim turkey? You know, let's talk, let's talk about that right now. I feel like this is the appropriate time to bring it up before we get into the rest of the podcast. So, you know, in our earlier podcast, I talked about Matt and John in a very flattering way. I believe I called um, Matt, what did I call you? It was I, a bi- you? I think it was a bison. Was that a bison? So John was the bison. And I think you were venison. I said you were ah, like a, a mighty, like a mighty buck. Yes. And then I said, well, if I was a protein, what would I be? And John in, had a deer in the headlights, even though he was the bison. He had a deer in the headlights look, and he said, I would be a lean turkey. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. I still don't. I still never came up with you a stand by that. Like, still, you're like an angry bison. Oh, you're the mad cow. You're a mad cow. Oh, no, bro, right. that's even worse. Oh my but God. We're going to work on this. Edit this out of the podcast. We're going to have to come up with something. Can I be like, can I be like, I don't know, like what would be another good lean protein? Can I be like a salmon? Like, you're a salmon. You're a trout. A trout? How about we just swimming upstream up? against everyone in your way? Just let's just give up on this whole concept. Listen, you can be whatever you want to be as long as I can be Robin. Because what's cooler than being Batman sidekick? Listen, guys, Robin being Batman—that's what's cooler. Because you have your Batman utility sidekick. belt. That's all that matters. Robin's underrated. The different podcast. We'll talk about that. That's a different podcast. But anyway, we want to welcome all of you that have been tuning, and we want to welcome you back. If this is your first time joining us on the Three to Win podcast. Um, John, Matt, and myself, Rich, we're all about talking about winning your life, winning your success, winning your finances, winning your relationships. Matt and John come from a finance background. I come from a healthcare background. I'm a registered nurse by background. And we're just riffing, talking about life, different things, and hoping that you find some little nuggets, little things that you could bring back to your life, back to your world to help you win. Today, we're going to talk about an open letter to your younger self. You know, when you, when you think about where you're at in your life right now, I'm in my 50s, Matt's 40, John's in his 30s, you know, it's easy to kind of just, you know, focus on where you are now and forget where you've come from. But I think it would be really interesting if you had the opportunity to talk to your younger self. So wherever you are in your life stage right now, go back to your, I don't know, 10 or 13 or 16 year old self. What would you tell her? What would you tell him? What words of advice would you give? Like if you could get into a time machine, go back. And of course you'd freak yourself out because you'd be standing there and you'd look like an older version of yourself. I would probably freak myself out because I'd see this bald guy and be like, where's my hair? But it would be interesting if you could do that and you could sit down with your 10, 13, 16 year old self, what would be the advice that you would give? And I'm going to start with Matt, I think. Matt, what would you, if you could go back and you could talk to young Mr. Matthew, what would you tell him? 
So I actually did this. Um, I, I, hopped in my I topped in my time machine. I went back. No, uh, on the advice of John, I was working through some things personally. You know, I'm always trying to become a better person. And so one of the recommendations he had was, Matt, I, you know, I'm, I'm too trying to work on things. Go check out this hypnotist. Uh, so, so I went and I did but hypnotherapy. Don't make it yeah, sound. Yeah, great, a great guy here in town. I actually really, really liked him. Um, and we did a hypnotherapy session. We did, I think, three or I don't know, however many there were. And, you know, he got me into that suggestive state that you're supposed to get into. And one of the sessions we did was actually based upon this. And it was based upon go back to the time where you're trying to work on being a better person. In mine, it was, it was anger. I, I lashed out. I was, you know, even to this day, you know, my anger it was something I'm really just trying to work on. It was nothing terrible, but, you know, just angry over silly stuff. And so we were trying to, you know, so we, we did this exercise where I walked back in time and I did, I talked to younger Matt and, um, you know, I, I, I had a, this vivid moment that when we were doing this therapy session, that I could kind of pinpoint was where my anger sort of started. It was a silly incident. Um, and we went back in time together, me and the hypnotherapist, and we told little Matt, it's going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. This incident was not something that is going to have a material impact on your life. It was, it was small potatoes in the scheme of things. And I know we don't all get the fortunate ability to go back and say that to ourselves. So I don't want to say... I don't want to make it sound like this is something easy to overcome, but for mine, it was go back to that, that instance in time and say, it's, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. It's, it's going to work out. I know you can't see the forest through the trees right now, but it's going to be okay. Well, let's, and, and I mean, let's just talk about hypnotherapy for a second, because I think it does sound like a woo-woo, like weird thing to do. And when I first, so when I first did it, I didn't even tell anybody, like, except for my wife, she was the only person that knew, but I, I just felt like there was a better version of myself deep down that I wanted to bring out. And so the whole concept of it is, and Rich, you might, you know, from like your, your healthcare background kind of have a better understanding of it, but the whole concept is kind of like bringing yourself into a more suggestive state, like almost like a meditation like state. Um, and, and, but it's more external than meditation. Like meditation is a little bit more internal focused on um, your, your inside thoughts and yourself, Ex it, this is external because you have someone else there kind of guiding you through these conversations and these exercises. And for me, the, the, you know, one that was really powerful that basically brought me to tears was like, and I actually talked about this on like past shows where I've, you know, overcoming the fear of public speaking or doing video or whatever. Uh, what we identified was basically pinpointed it to a time when I was nine years old and I struck out at a baseball game in a really important pivotal part of the game. And the feeling of despair and embarrassment that, ha that connected with that, from that point forward, every time I was in like this public setting, that, that track in my head repeated. And then over the years, that track got bigger and bigger. And then it created this like deeper fear that I had about doing, about doing the thing, speaking in public, doing whatever. And, you know, I, I think for me, the, the advice that, that I kind of go back to. It's something I've, I've kind of grown up with. And um, my, my mom's always talked to me about this stuff, but she's like, you know, John, it, it's this too shall pass and you'll always get these things done. Right. So like, I'm a very stressed person by nature. Um, you guys both know that about me. You'd probably, you know, say the same thing. Um, but it, it's recognizing and understanding that, um, you know, not letting the enormity of the, of the moment that you're in taking you away from what you know you're capable of doing which is a Cal Ripken quote, by the way, 
but just understanding that you're that you're skilled, you're capable of doing the thing and not letting stress and anxiety or, or fear of like public perception, if you're public speaking or whatever, you know, not letting that impact you. I think that's great. I, I didn't know that you both had done hypnotherapy. I'm kind of feeling left out. We have a guy. You have a we guy. Know, we I, know a guy and uh, yeah, he was, he was really good. That's actually pretty interesting. And I think what's cool about hypnotherapy is what it, what it does is it just kind of brings you in touch with something that already exists. It's not helping you create this other Matt or this other John. It's the person that's inside you when you're in a relaxed state. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine really to go deeper to mine was uh, when I get angry, I throw things. And I, I know that's super strange. Like I don't hurt anybody. I'm not like, I, but I throw stuff. I, I'm, you know, sh- you know, I, I've thrown something at my door before. I've thrown something at a wall before when a computer doesn't work, something silly. And so I, I went there because I, you know, to expand upon what I was saying earlier was I was trying to figure out why, why am I throwing things? And we pinpointed a time back when little Matt saw his dad, my father, throw something. He slammed a chair down out of anger. And that was the moment in time. And to fast forward, my sons, I have two boys. I've witnessed them when they get angry, throw things too. I've got to break this cycle. And that was really the catalyst for all this. And it did, did this come out in hypnotherapy? I think we could debate this one way or the other. But I, I pinpointed there is a problem. I need to fix it. Where did that problem come from? It come from something I saw my dad do. And now my boys are doing this and the cycle is not going to end. So I needed to fix me. And that was what that strat, that session was all about, was fixing me so I could stop this cycle of the silliness of throwing things when I'm, when I'm mad. Well, we're guys, you know, we're men. So like you want, you know, we're external on how we exert energy. You wanted to break something, right? Like it just it makes me it was, feel so good, but yeah. it's not healthy. Right, right, exactly. Well, the thing that was cool for me when I did it was, it, it, this wasn't a memory that was like readily available to recall in my brain. But yet when we went through this exercise, it felt so vivid. Felt, it felt like it happened yesterday to me. And now it's, now I have it. Like now I can recall this memory. But so it was really, it was, it was an interesting exercise for sure. Yeah. All right, Rich. We did our, we talked to our little selves. What do you say to your little Rich? I think if, if I went back and found 10 year old Rich, I would tell him you're going to be okay. I didn't really have in many ways, probably the, the best childhood. And I don't fault anybody for that. And, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have any grudges, but there, there was a lot of very difficult moments. And I can remember even, um, being in sixth grade, and saying to a teacher, and I'll never forget him, his name was Mr. Johnson. Um, but I said to my teacher in sixth grade that I, I wanted to kill myself. And um, I remember he looked at me and he said, what a shame that would be because I can't imagine how many people would miss out if you weren't here. And at that time of my life, I didn't really see myself as, as that. I didn't, really, I didn't really think, wow, you know, I'm going to help people. I'm going to make a difference in the world. Um, but if I could go back, I would tell myself that you are a lot stronger 
than you can imagine that the pain that you go through right now is going to turn itself into compassion and the hurt that you're feeling right now is going to help you to have a lot of empathy and also that forgiveness is a powerful tool you know there's a hemingway quote and actually it only makes sense taken out of context because the entire quote isn't really all that great but he speaks in this quote about sometimes you grow stronger in the broken places and while unfortunately it's somewhat of a physiological myth that a broken bone heals and where it heals it's actually stronger but I have found that in the places where I was broken as a child, where I was scared or bullied or abused, that those are the very areas where I've become stronger. You know, I became a pediatric nurse and there were many times that I took care of children that were victims of abuse or neglect. And sometimes other caregivers would um, maybe gloss over it but I was able to look in that child's eyes and I saw myself. So the way that I delivered care or the way that I would interact with that child was at a different level. And I think back to Mr. Johnson saying to me that you have no idea in your life who you might help or who you might change and I realized that a lot of the stuff that I went through and a lot of the stuff that I encountered put me in a place where I was able to put that hurt or that pain to use to be able to maybe make life a little bit better for somebody else. And I, I often think about that and how that man's compassion to be able to speak to a 12-year-old kid or whatever I was at the time has been something that at 52, I can tell you exactly where I was sitting, what I was wearing, what he looked like when he said those words to me. And I realized that for a lot of people listening to this, many have been through that. There's a lot of people who are listening to this who have been abused or who have been neglected or have been bullied in their lives. And as adults, they still carry a lot of that with them. And I would tell you that if that's you, look back on that and understand that that has given you a superpower because to really be able to love and to forgive and to understand and to help, you've had to have been unloved and you've had to have been pushed aside and you've had to have been told you were useless because when there is light, light only can happen when there's been darkness, right? So that darkness is what enables you to kind of be and to kind of appreciate that light. So that's, that's what I would tell him. I would tell him, you're going to get a lot stronger from this and you're going to know things and help people and do things that you, you can't even imagine and don't give up. Rich. Uh, wow, man. I mean, wow. Well, words can be really transformative. And, and my, my question, I'm, I'm a little bit curious. Have you, did you ever get a chance to talk to your teacher? Uh, did, like follow back up years later and, and have a conversation about that point in time in your life when you had this initial talk with him? Yeah. Yeah. When I was in high school, I went back and uh, I thanked him. And I, I told him that 
he probably saved my life. And I remember he kind of laughed it off. And um, he said, I, I, don't, I don't think I saved your life. He said, I just think I, I helped you see your life. And wow. I never forgot. I never forgot that. And it always, you know, it, I always wondered to myself, you know, why, why did, why, you know, why was he even brought into my life? Why did that even happen? And, you know, I, I kind of am a spiritual guy and I believe everything happens for a reason. But I think a lot of us get hung up on things that have happened to us. You know, you use an example of, uh, you know, your, your game, your sporting event where something really bad happened and it didn't, and it just, you know, ate you up. And Matt used the example of, you know, seeing his dad, you know, you know, exhibit some behavior that he started to repeat in his life. And, I, and we all have at, at some point have that choice to make where we say, this is who I'm going to be. We don't have to be who we were told we were going to be. We don't have to be the example of what we were given. We don't have to be the household that we grew up in. We don't have to be that. If it wasn't good and if it wasn't helpful and if it wasn't productive, we don't have to be that. You, you get to choose the story of your life. You, you do. You get to choose great components of it. You get to choose who that parent you're going to be is or who that spouse you're going to be is or who that friend you're going to be is. And I decided I was going to be somebody different. I wasn't going to have that same cycle. I wasn't going to do the same things. And without feeling like I'm bragging too much, I think my three, three kids kind of show that. So, Amen, brother. The world is a better place because you are here. No, well, thank you. But I think that for everybody that's listening – Understand that there's a couple of things that you've got to do. I think, and John, Matt, you tell me if you feel differently. You've got to forgive yourself. I think so many people walk around beating themselves up for that ball that they dropped or that time they yelled at their kids when they shouldn't have or that accident they caused or whatever. There's people walking around holding the weight of the world on their shoulders for something that they can't go back and change. So I think that forgiveness is a powerful tool, but the first person you have to forgive is yourself. Forgive yourself for what you didn't know. Forgive yourself for what you didn't say. Forgive yourself for what you did say when you shouldn't have. And just understand that today is a new day and you get to be a new you. The other thing I would say is embrace yourself. People are so so hard on themselves and struggle so much with who they are and what they're doing and how much they're doing. And every once in a while, it's okay to embrace yourself and say, this is who I am. And these are my gifts. This is what I'm good at. I'm, I'm not going to be this, or I'm not going to be that. And then I think taking forgiveness and embracing and looking at the things that have happened to you in your life, forgive the person that did whatever they did to you that hurt. And that's not easy to do. It's easy to say, not easy to do. But when you do it, you free yourself, you know, holding a grudge against somebody is like carrying a 500 pound backpack, but expecting the other person to collapse under its weight. Instead, you're the one that does. And that forgiveness of somebody else is taking that backpack off of you and enabling you to walk freely. And I think embrace and understand that there are people that have hurt you in your life. And maybe, you know, as they say, hurt people, hurt people. I've never come across somebody that's hurt somebody else that was a happy, pleasant, beautiful human being. Usually they're going through something. So that's what I would tell myself. And that's, that's what I would hope people would get from this. I mean, you know, even with your experiences, 
going to somebody who helped you kind of dig into your deeper self, not to be able to say to yourself, I don't want my kids to do this thing that I know is negative and not productive and unhelpful and causes them pain. So I'm going to do the work to break that cycle. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, th I think what's helpful is to talk about these things. I mean, we, you know, that, that was the first time that I ever experienced a situation where I, I went back and thought through why my actions are where they are. And the only way I was doing that was having someone bring that out of me. And I, I feel like Rich, you, you went to someone you trusted and talked about why you were unhappy and, and all of the things that got you to the, where you were a little, where little Rich was and, and you talked to somebody. So I think a lot of it is, is, is being able to, um, you know, take off that, that armor and be vulnerable and talk about things. And in my case, it was to go to a professional in your case, it was to talk to someone that you trusted, um, and, and to really figure out why you feel the way that you do and, and try to fix that. Well said, Matt, that's, there's a commonality there between the three of us that we all had, you know, we externalized that and we had a conversation about the things that we were going through. And for me, it kind of ties back to what you said, Rich, it's, you know, we, we sometimes walk around like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. We put so much stress and energy into certain things that uh, it, it's unhealthy and being able to have a conversation. Um, honestly, being able to have this conversation on this podcast right now is, is helpful and feels nice. So it's a great well, for me, you know, I, I realized that, you know, with what I chose as a career path, it was because the brokenness in myself, I was trying to fix that brokenness in myself by fixing it in other people by taking care of neglected kids, by making an abused child who is now in our care laugh, by taking a child who was abandoned by their parents who was dying of cancer and had nobody with them, you know, stopping at the toy store and buying them an Elmo doll so that they can hold it. And, and that would be the thing that they would, help, they would hold while you know, they took their last breath. And all of that, I realized when I look back, all of that, was me trying to fix myself. And it wasn't until the day came where I said, I can keep doing that, but I still got to address that. I still got to address what's broken inside me and this hurt that I'm feeling and this resentment and this fear and this anger that I'm no longer a 10 year old kid hiding under the bed, afraid of getting beaten up. I'm, I'm no longer, you know, that, that 11 year old kid trying to come different ways down the street to avoid the the five you know, gang members that are going to beat me up every day and break my nose six times. I realized I wasn't that person anymore, but it wasn't until I made those choices. So I think the message that we'd want to give on, on this podcast, and uh, I think it's an important one, is take care of yourself. If you're going through something right now, if you're hurting, if you've been through something, if you're going through a divorce, if you're, if you're depressed, if you're struggling with anxiety, there are professionals. Seek them out. You know, you're, we're not going to fix you on this podcast. We're not doctors. We're not therapists. We're not trying to be. But if you feel that this stuff is hurting, if you feel that this stuff is impeding your progress, stopping you from moving forward, then seek that help. Get that help. And maybe that can start from talking to a friend. And then maybe it can escalate to talking to a professional. But the person that you are today is probably a person that could do some great things. So you maybe you're stronger in those broken places than you even realize. And maybe you should write a letter to your younger self. No, maybe, maybe that is something you should do. Maybe you should sit at your laptop 
or grab a pen and a paper and write, you know, dear Sarah, dear Rich, you know, dear Frederica, dear, dear, you know, LaVon, dear Marty, you know, it's going to be okay. And here's why, here's what you're going to do in your life. Here's the gifts that you have. Here's who you're going to help. Trust me. You're valuable. You're important. You're a light. Maybe you need to write that letter to yourself because maybe the lesson that you're trying to teach your younger self is really a lesson you still need to learn today. And here's the other thing. Maybe, maybe that thing that you can no longer teach that younger you because that younger you is gone. Maybe that's something you could teach a younger somebody else. Being a mentor to somebody. Maybe there's a younger person in your life that could use that. Maybe there's someone who doesn't have an older brother, an older sister, an older mom, an older dad, a grandparent to give them that wisdom or to drop that information into their head. Do you guys think that, that mentoring is valuable? Oh, I think it's huge. I mean, mentorship is why I am where I am today. Uh, Matt actually probably doesn't know this, although I've said it before out loud to him, but I mean, he was my mentor getting into the industry that we're in. And he's taught me so much and really helped shape me into the person I am today. And so it's, it is really important to, to seek a mentor and then in turn, be a mentor someday. Yeah, nothing brings me more joy and nothing, and really nothing has brought me more joy than seeing someone that I mentor exceed me and, and to go above and beyond and be smarter than me and to do things better than I do them. So uh, yeah, it's, it, it really is on the other side of that table uh, it really is a fulfilling feeling. And uh, yeah, I would say, you know, mentor somebody, talk to somebody, uh, you know, those, those are things that, that have really helped me through this process. I had a good conversation with my wife last week and um, she currently at her company uh, has, has an intern that she's mentoring. And I know this is more of like the professional talk track, so I'll keep it short, but I kind of said, I was like, oh, do, do you really want to, do you really want to do that? I mean, I know that's a really big distraction from the work that you're doing. That's, that's hard. That's new for you. You've never had like an intern before. And she said, absolutely. Because this is my opportunity to give back. I wish I had this type of relationship where somebody could teach me and coach me through uh, developing myself as a professional and developing in my career. And so to recognize that, you know, at, at some point, and it doesn't have to happen after you achieve a certain level of success or whatever. I mean, you, you can, you can serve as a mentor to somebody in many, many different capacities. 100%. And I think, you know, the power of what we can say to other people can never be underestimated. Words never spoken can never be heard. And I think there are so many people walking through this life that sometimes just need somebody to encourage them. They just need somebody to tell them it's going to be okay. They just need somebody to tell them you've got potential. They just need somebody to tell them, I believe you can get through this. There's a lot of people who have gone through their entire life and never heard those words. And you might be the very first person that's ever said to somebody, I believe in you. Imagine that. Imagine being the Neil Armstrong of telling somebody, I believe in you, what that would mean to them. I'm 53 years old and I still remember Mr. Johnson. There's a lot of people out there that need to have somebody sit across from them and say, this world is a better place because of you, and it's going to be a better place because of you. So I think that's what we kind of want to leave everybody with. What would you tell your younger self? And you know what? Do that. And maybe find a younger you in this world, walking this earth, that you can kind of encourage or talk to and drop some wisdom bombs on them and help them feel a little bit better. But here's what makes us feel better. It makes us feel better knowing that you're listening 
We're grateful for every single one of you. Thanks for tuning in to the Three to Win podcast. We hope you'll listen to some of our other ones. We'll hope you'll listen to some of our future ones. But until then, take care of yourself because you're awesome. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Three to Win is a podcast for the high achieving self-starter that understands there has got to be a better way to maximize their potential. You can help us create impact by sharing this with a friend or rating and reviewing our podcast. 